Gather round and join KPA for this week's safety meeting, the podcast that makes you smarter about current trends and best practices in workforce safety. Today, we've brought back KPA's product director, Jade Brainerd, to discuss engaging the front lines in safety. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jade. We really appreciate having you. Thanks, Jen. Good to be here. In the most recent EHS State of the Industry benchmark report, one of the stats was that 63% had reported that employee engagement and culture was one of the biggest challenges they had to meeting their EHS focus objectives. Employee engagement is clearly a key component to successful EHS programs. Can you talk a little bit about why it's so important to engage those frontline workers in safety? Yeah, for sure. So engaging frontline workers in safety is is so important because without it, you, you really can't have any sort of safety culture at all. Safety culture is the collection of beliefs and perceptions and values that the people have, the employees have, and that they all share in relation to the risks that are potentially present within an organization. So when safety is just in the hands of one person or it's siloed to you know, a group of people or offices, it's really no more than just a piece of business jargon. Here's our, our, our safety department. It's not a culture at that point. Frontline employees play a a critical role in the organization's overall safety and health management systems and that effort. So these are the individuals that they are doing the day-to-day job, the hands-on work within the company, and they are better positioned than probably anyone to understand and, you know, they probably encounter the occupational hazards that are present within the workplace because they experience them and recognize them every day. So if they're not engaged, so much goes underneath the radar. Things don't get reported. You know, the true hazards and the true exposures of business may never be communicated at all. Makes a lot of sense. And that would certainly be a problem to have those things go unreported. So following up on that, in this current environment, when time and resources may be stretched thin and people are asked to do more with less, It might be tempting for leaders to deprioritize their safety programs or adopt more of that minimal compliance approach rather than encouraging active engagement because it's not seen as directly contributing to production or that might be the perception. How would you speak to that or what are the consequences that you see when the frontline workers are disengaged? Yeah. So, I mean, I would ask organizations that that deprioritize or put off enforcing changes or or maybe you know, you know purchasing solutions to support their their safety initiatives i would ask them to consider what's the cost of you know doing nothing because that is a decision you know you you've decided kind of your approach to managing and and implementing a safety culture and while it might seem to be an appropriate business decision at the time to cut corners on safety, which which could mean, you know, we're, we're going to get the job done faster or we're going to put off budget decisions for resources needed. Those decisions do cost something. There's some common misconceptions about investing in safety that, you know, something new is going to slow us down, take time to implement, doing something different is going to cost, or we just don't believe anything bad will happen because nothing that bad has happened in the past. 
But when no positive leadership exists, that hole will get filled with something. And usually that something is a reactive behavioral approach to safety because things do happen and reactivity cripples our ability to mitigate and hopefully eliminate what we could have potentially avoided if we took a more proactive approach. So, so I'd ask them to consider, you know, what is, what is that cost of doing nothing? What is that risk of that decision? Taking more of that long-term approach rather than what seems like a short-term cost. Exactly. So on previous episodes, you've talked with us before about the importance of data and analytics. What are some of the ways that safety leaders can measure engagement? So they're bought in, they know that it's a good idea to invest in that. Now, what should they be looking for when they're kind of monitoring the success of those programs? Yeah, so that's that's when things start to get exciting because measuring engagement is what we refer to as a leading indicator. You're leading in your lagging indicators and lagging indicators represent that reactive approach to safety, whereas our leading indicators is a proactive approach. Nothing has happened, but we're seeing a decline in areas that might be foreshadowing of of potential risk or areas of exposure. Because our leading indicators provide that forward-looking view of, of the road ahead. So some key data points that oftentimes are capturing the behavioral trends. But again, they don't always lead to an event, but they provide really valuable insight. So for example, analyzing data such as safety observations, near misses, training compliance reports, these can provide insights to exposure and risk. And you can start to recognize some signs that there might be issues with your level of engagement and participation in the safety program when you see reports of these nature decline. Um, and maybe you evaluate from location to location or department to department to help you pinpoint where issues are occurring and you know where, where the safety culture is, is not being adopted. But recognizing those those trends of lower reports being submitted could be a good indicator of participation that's lacking across the business. Can you give us any examples of companies that are doing this well or what it looks like when a company has really implemented this well across the board? Yeah, we work with a lot of different organizations and every organization is a little bit different in their approach to implementing and what their safety culture represents. But with, with every organization that is, you know, has successful participation and engagement in the program, it always starts from the top. So having that leadership commitment from the top that, you know, they, what they are saying about the importance of the safety program and, and, and that participation, that trickles down through the rest of the organization. And without that, you really, you really cannot implement a program that is able to capture that participation and and implement an effective safety culture. But organizations that have done that, especially some of our customers, one who's coming to mind is a a national electrical contractor, and they measure participation through sending quick questions through our our product has a, a mobile device that reaches their entire workforce and they send bite-sized information on a daily basis. You know, sometimes it's not that often, maybe maybe a couple times a week. But this bite-sized information is capturing further sort of comprehension 
of training courses and important material that might be relevant to recent incidents. So maybe you've had incidents that the root cause was lack of, you know, proper lockout tagout or something like that. And instead of doing a refresher half hour training on proper lockout tagout procedures, let's deliver this information in bite-sized components. And what this organization is doing, instead of just measuring scores and did everyone get everything right, they're just starting with measuring participation levels. So of these questions that they're sending out to gather comprehension of a topic, they're not really focused on the scores initially. They're just looking at who's filling this information out and delivering it to them in a way that's easy for them to participate, but that is a good indicator of you know, just measuring that participation and, and, and where you might have larger areas of exposure within your organization. And like I said, every company has a different measurement of participation that would work for their organization. All of our customers do. I'm thinking of another customer that's coming to mind that they have actually been measuring participation based off of training completions. And, and they've recognized a 70% increase in participation in just employees being able to get training done on time and doing those annual refreshers. And sometimes it's just about appealing to your audience. And, you know, safety doesn't have to be a chore as long as you have the right tools in place to reach the right people. My next question was going to be around technology and how technology plays a factor in keeping folks engaged. You know, you were talking about those mobile devices. I have to imagine that helps in meeting people where they are with the training as opposed to having to go away to a classroom. Is that, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And technology does play a, a really key role in providing those options. It enables effective communication and effective communication enables participation. But not all communication methods are effective. So, you know, when implementing a new system or process to engage frontline workers, there's really three things that organizations should consider in whatever method that they decide of here's how we're going to gather this information. Here's how we're going to get participation. Consider, is this method practical? Is it relevant? And is it interactive? So, your method has to be practical. You know, I just mentioned that safety doesn't have to be a chore, but if it is a chore, if it's, you know, something that takes a lot of time out of my, my normal process, I have to go to a certain area, find a clipboard, a piece of paper, and fill some information out. And at the end of the day, remember to turn something in. That's not a practical method of data capture and communication. And, and to honestly get that participation in your, your safety program, it, you know, you need to meet your employees where they are and, and enabling technology like a mobile application that, you know, everyone has a mobile device in their pocket today. So if they can quickly pull it up and submit a safety observation or submit a near miss or do the inspection that's required before using a piece of equipment, the easier it is, the more likely it is going to be done. And then secondly, is it relevant? So is the information that you're asking your employees to do or capture, is it relevant to their to their day-to-day -day work? So is the training that you're delivering, is it relevant to the equipment that they use? Is it relevant to the hazards or exposures that they are faced with on a day-to-day -day basis? But also ask yourself some questions about who you're trying to reach. 
What's the average reading level of the employee? What's their, what's their primary language? Where do you need them to learn this information? So technology gives us different options to meet each learner and each individual at their specific needs. And then lastly, is it interactive? I mean, this is more related to training components, but there's, there's several different learning styles and not everyone is a auditory learner. So if we're only facilitating training in a stand up in, the, in a classroom style, not, every, not everybody learns that way. So maybe we have some visual learners or some, some read write learners or some kinesthetic learners. Having technology gives you more options and will greatly increase the likelihood of more comprehension across your organization on, on whatever topics that you need to train or, or, or inform them regarding. So those three things are important to consider when you're implementing a new system or process for engagement. Is your method practical? Is it relevant? Is it interactive? And technology really enables you to implement different options. All right. I like that. Practical, relevant, and interactive. It's amazing how far training and technology has come in the last few decades, certainly since my early career days, that's for sure. For sure. Same here. <laughs> Are there any final notes that you would like to leave our listeners with before we go? I guess just one thing. I mean, for organizations that are trying to improve their, their safety culture and further engage employees in the, in the safety program, I would just tell them to keep it simple. Identify some small wins that you can use to recognize participation and performance. So this might include like, oh, we've seen X percent increase in the number of safety observations reported in the last quarter, or we've seen X percent increase in training completion over the last month. These small wins make a big impact. Even the most sophisticated organizations have areas of improvement. No one ever really arrives um, and has a perfect safety program. But identifying the small wins kind of gives us a finger on the pulse of, you know, we're headed in the right direction. No one's going to boil the entire ocean in one week or there's no magic button by purchasing a certain program. All of your problems are solved. But just recognize the small wins that are keeping your organization headed in the right direction. But the more participation and engagement that you have, the more data you have. And the more data you have, the more accurately you can evaluate and even predict the effectiveness of your safety program. That's what I would leave it with is just keep it simple, identify small wins that work for your organization and keep headed in the right direction. Fantastic. It sounds like a wonderful place to start and a good place for us to end. I really appreciate you joining us and taking the time to talk with us today. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Safety Meeting, KPA's podcast that makes you smarter about current trends and best practices in workforce safety. If you like what you're hearing, please consider following the show and leaving us a rating or review. It helps others like you find us. Stay safe out there.